Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. How's the bacon, did you say? That's it, Oh, what a fantastic hit! Roy Keane on Poland. Here's Sancho. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Prawn Sandwich Podcast for the first episode of Season 4. Um, I'm hosting today Jamie Jackson and I'm with my co-hosts as usual, Dylan McKenzie and Nathan Cupid. Hello. Hi, hi. Um, the first episode of the new season this week um, is something we actually done a few weeks ago. You may have tuned in at the time, but we uh, we actually went out live which was, uh, which was a bit <laughs> mad and a first for us, um, with Ryan from the FM Retro Group, who was uh, obviously the team that put together the 99-2000 database that me and Nathan have been playing on our Football Manager Chronicle series. Um, keep a lookout for them as well, because they've got absolutely shitloads going on in terms <laughs> of retro databases coming out. There's the 1990-91 season with the retro regens, there's the, I think, 76-77 season that's coming out. The keep update in the 99-2000 database. And they're doing an 0910 database as well, I think. So, yeah. Busy lads. Busy lads. <laughs> um, but it's good to be recording again, boys. I've uh, yeah. I've missed this. Got to be honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Work, man. Yeah, work. life. Work and life getting in the way for all of us. I know. <laughs> it's just nice to not have the pressure of hosting a quiz on your shoulders anymore. Uh, but yeah season three was great um we hope you all enjoy season four um big shout out to our sponsors before we just kick into the the pre-recorded interview with ryan the t7 clothing and the apple tree pub in carlisle business boom and dylan aye <laughs> doesn't want it to come home this summer so the pubs can get quiet again but oh man exciting times so the time of recording it's the first day of the Euros so it'll be Turkey and Italy playing later on after we've finished hopefully we can get finished in time so we <laughs> yeah uh, before we kick on any, any want to make any predictions for the Euros ahead if it's not coming home Italy will win it oofed it's not coming home France will piss it like probably. It's coming home. You know why? We're going to win it because I moved to Scotland halfway through the tournament. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be living in Scotland when England win a major tournament. Fuck's sake. <laughs> right, should we just fire straight into the interview then, lads? Yeah, let's. So this is the prawn sandwich project podcast interviewing Ryan from the FM Retro Group. Enjoy, everyone. Right, everybody, welcome to the Prawn Sandwich Podcast. This is a first for us. We're live streaming here. Um, we've got a guest on today, and it's Ryan from the FM Retro Group. How's it going, mate? All doing great, mate. How are you? Very good, very good. Thank you. Um, for anybody that's joining us that's not listened before, um, I'm Jay. 
there's Dill and there's Nate. I don't know what order you've got the screens on there. <laughs> Good <laughs> evening, um, if you join us live. Yeah. Hi, First time, as I say, so bear with us. Bear with us. Um, so we'll, we'll just fire straight in, right? And normally when we have guests on, they've like, just been general football fans and we ask similar questions every time. So... Uh, what was your what was your first memory of football? Oh God! Um, to be fair, I didn't really get into football until probably year six at the end of primary school. And um, most people who kind of follow the group probably know that I'm a teacher, um, so they know I'll talk in school years. So when I was 10, 11 years old, and basically my dad, massive Manchester United fan, and always people went, "Oh, you're a Glory fan," and "Oh, you follow the team that wins all the trophies," and my dad always used to say no. I started spotting him like when they got relegated. And I was like, what? Like Manchester United got relegated. And like he taught me all the history of like the club in the 70s and just basically how like shit they were when they first like <laughs> he started spotting him. And uh, the like thing that kind of stands out to me is him teaching me all about like the club's history before they were Manchester United. And um, they were known as Newton Heath. And obviously at the minute with like the green and gold, that's kind of everyone knows what the green and gold means now. They're the original colours the team played in. And uh, yeah, I just remember year six primary school and uh, they all said to us, right, so uh, for your leavers assembly, you can do anything you want, present anything. So I thought, what can I do? And my dad had all of the shirts from the 60s, 70s, the 80s, 90s. So I went in, wore every single Manchester United kit that he had. It must have been about 20 or 30 of them and told the story of each kit. So uh, I was just mesmerised by how much history there was in the club and that just sticks with me, taking off like 30 shirts, sweating buckets like in front of the whole school. <laughs> must have been walking around like a penguin off Batman, like pure round with all them layers. <laughs> For real, I had to uh, get one of the teachers like, to help me into the hall because coming down the steps, I was tripping over my own feet because they're too big for me. <laughs> we still got all them tops. Um, well, most of them, yeah. Like that—that's one of them there. Like you can see, like behind you, if you're like watching along. Um, and yeah, m- most of them are in boxes and stuff now. So uh, I get them out every once in a while, but they absolutely reek of that like loft smell that you get. <laughs> I know what you mean. I've like, well, I think all three of us have been buying quite a bit of. Uh shirts over the past year and uh I've, I've just put about 10 in the wash that i've like got off from like charity shops over the last week and uh ordered in from ebay and that see i'm a bit weird with stuff like that i don't dare put any of them in the wash in case it like ruins them Unmuted the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, wash them inside out on a 30 wash, you're fine, mate. You're fine. <laughs> um, moving on from that then, what was the first game you ever attended? Um, it was May 2006, Old Trafford, uh, United against Middlesbrough. And uh, me and my dad went down there and it was for, it was, I think it was for, like my 10th birthday. And uh, we was on like the top tier at the north like, stand. So couldn't see a thing for the whole match, um, apart from a penalty from Van Istroy. And it was his last game for the club. Didn't know that at the time. And I idled and thought, like, this is the moment. I'm going to see a goal for the team that I support. 
and he missed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what was it? What was the final score? Sorry, uh, that that was nil nil in the end. Oh, so wow. yeah, it was it was a complete waste of a trip. So <laughs> it, it got better as it got older. Mate, it, t- it took me eight Sunderland matches before I seen us win a game. And that was including getting relegated to the championship and still not seeing us win a game as well. I feel for you there, mate. <laughs> um, who was your favourite all-time player then? Um, it's difficult because obviously, like, you told me a couple of these questions and I was trying to think. And the one that stands out, I didn't really see growing up because I think his best days were while I was too young to remember football. But I remember when I used to play football, I always wanted to be like Roy Keane. And I was always compared to being the brick shithouse in the middle of the pitch, taking everyone out. <laughs> so there was just something about Roy Keane and just like his leadership and just how we drove into tackles and just didn't care like for anything apart from his team, really. And that became above anything else that he wanted to do. Then that kind of, for me, was like, well, I just want to be like Roy Keane and seeing him like on sky and stuff now like the older i get the more i like look at myself and like my partner she's always like you've got such a bag on like all the time you're always like marty and you're always pissed off and yeah i'm getting more like like rookie the older i get as well i think <laughs> you want to say something then Dil? no i was just i was muted for like the first five to seven minutes of that chat so i was trying to get nerves attention to unmute us yeah uh, we have we have a, we have a question in the chat box though jay off mark he's put why perugia so you want to oh, go for your Perugia top? It's got uh, the Carter 7 on the back. It's um authentic 98-99 Perugia shirt. If you, One of the first ever episodes we did, we me and Nath talked about 90 Syria and uh, in our all-time 90 Syria 11, the Carter made my right wing. Got a, <laughs> always always had a love for Hyde Tosh and the Carter. Um, yeah, regarding Roy Keane, mate, I think we can, us three can definitely all, definitely all champion, champion that argument. Like, also for like me and Dill probably when he was manager at Sunderland, the, we 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 were absolutely in the in the shit when he took over and uh, he turned the club around. Like, yeah. Well, he, he brought pretty much all of like United reserves with him, didn't he, when he went down there? Oh yeah, and it worked. It <laughs> 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 got convinced Dwight York to leave Sydney, Australia, to come and play for Sunderland <laughs> in the Championship. <laughs> Legend. Uh, what what what's your favourite United goal of all time? Um, that was one that I probably seen at Old Trafford, um, 2010 against Liverpool. We uh, we had. Berbatov up front and was 2-0 up and uh, he scored a scorpion kick and that was amazing, obviously. And it, that would probably top most people's lists. But then Liverpool made it like 2-2. They came back. Gerrard scored like from a penalty and a free kick. And then it was like the 84th minute. And for me, it wasn't the scorpion kick that is the favourite goal. It was a header from a John O'Shea cross another former Sunderland player that got it for me. Um, Yeah, just everyone was just absolutely buzzing that he'd scored a hat-trick against, like, the ultimate enemy. And uh, what topped it for me, just bouncing around in the crowd. And I I religiously, every time I go to a match, I've got a programme. And uh, 
me and my dad was next to like this bloke because we used to get a coach up. So we'd get a coach up to Manchester and this guy who like he got the tickets sort of decided to sit next to us to like this match. So he like comes in, he sat next to us, goal goes in, everyone's going absolutely mad. And this bloke had like a cup of like Heinz tomato soup that were boiling hot. And every, as everyone everyone jumped up, all oh, that fucking soup, it literally went all over my hair, down <laughs> the back of my neck. But the worst thing, I didn't care about that. The worst bit was he ruined my bloody programme. I was just devastated. But I think just the atmosphere that day, just, yeah, that, that's why it's the favourite goal. Quality, mate. Well, we'll move on from there. The initial, the initial intro questions, and we'll go on to football manager. Then, um, obviously, if you've listened to us regularly or seen some of our tweets over the last couple of days, we've been doing a football manager series. We've called Football Manager Chronicles, and basically, how we got chatting to you was the ninety nine two thousand database that you released for FM twenty, and it kind of like inspired us to do this feature on the pod. Um, before we get onto like database questions and stuff, when when did you start first playing football manager and which version of the game was it that got you that got you hooked? See, I'm only 25, so it's not as long as most people probably think running like a retro group. Um, football manager 2009 was the one for me. Um, and to be fair, I didn't have a computer till I was, well... Before, well, after 2009, I didn't get a computer till probably like 2014, 15. But I used to go around to my grandparents' house and me and my mate, we used to just play out on the streets and just, as every kid does, you used to think that you're going to score the winning goal in like the World Cup or something, don't you? And you pretend you're that player. So we used to do that and he used to say, oh, do you want to come back around mine and like play like this football game I've got? And, uh, and it was amazing because obviously... Football managers evolved since then. He can actually do proper multiplayer, but I could never do that. So we used to create two managers and he'd like always, always want to be England because he wanted to pick the squad because we'd always like say we should get the squad. And I'd always be like the England under 21 manager. <laughs> but there's just something about like having that power to like pick the players you want and uh, and change kind of football that just really kind of hooked me. And uh, I don't know why I didn't buy a computer immediately after that but I kind of uh, made the most of him buying the games for me up until 2014 <laughs> <laughs> I, my, I first started playing manager games like thanks to a pal that lived around the corner from me as well I'm sure my age the first the first manager game I played was Premier Manager 98 jeez yeah I had a picture of Bobby Robson on the front of the on the front cover same uh, <laughs> quality game and ultimate soccer manager too where you could like offer bungs and stuff like that <laughs> See, most of these games I've learned to kind of love as I've got older because I'm looking back at, like, obviously United and stuff, and that's kind of where my passion comes from, just seeing, like, all the past plays that they've had over the years. And I've literally bought every single game pretty much there is. Hey, up. <laughs> <laughs> and... uh and yeah, I've brought pretty much every game there is going for football since then and uh, kind of played them retrospective almost. Oh, quality. So, database creating them, uh, like, what what first uh, got, you, got your juices flowing to start doing that? Because uh, all I ever used to do on the data editors, data editors was, like, 
put myself in the team when I was like 13, 14 or something, going and do that, or like make make like me and my pals into a team on it or something. But you guys like next level. How did you how did you first come about getting into that? I think it all started really kind of just watching like Lelujo and Dr. Benji and stuff make videos on people who do this kind of thing, like the mad scientists, everyone knows. And I just thought, well, that's pretty cool. I want to be part of that. So I'd kind of thought, well, I want to do this myself and try doing a few little things here and there, but just didn't have the time to put it all together. But that's kind of where I knew that I wanted to start it. And um, kind of the opportunity kind of came like lockdown and everything last year and a couple of people just got talking and a few of us thought well it'll be good to see if anyone else wants to make a database and really kind of for me anyway the passion kind of came from playing all of the mad scientists work and thinking well for instance sometimes like the value of the players wasn't what the value should have been back then or like you could only play it for a couple of years and then you'd get like a load of fake players come through. And I just thought, well, can we kind of create something in lockdown that really kind of makes people excited for football of the past? And before you know it, finding different people who've done kind of solo projects and whatever, we've got about 50 people um, in this group on discord that all wanted to like either create bits for the database or like I kind of just coordinated most of it. By kind of saying, right, you do this league, you do that, and find it, well, found the people who'd basically help put it all together and put kits and logos and all sorts into it. So, yeah, about 50 of us in the end uh, put it all together. So, how do you do it then? Do you look at the previous databases? of? So, when you say you pick a season that's, well, for example, the 99 2000 season, did you have a look at what the database for? It would have been Champman 3, I think, at the time. Um, did you just have a look at that? And then... Uh, yeah, I think I think we all kind of thought, obviously, like, we, 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 get the, we got that data from Championship Manager 3. So the reason we picked 99-2000 is um, there was a guy in our team called Yabini, um, and he, a couple of years before, had made, like, a 96-97 or 97-98, I can't remember exactly. Um, and he was pretty set that he wanted to kind of use some of that work uh, and put it into kind of a follow-up season. Uh, me, Warrantina, uh, we both love football in the 90s. So it was kind of set, that's what we'll do. But I can remember before we were set on that particular that yeah, that was kind of the strong reason to think 99-2000. And to be fair, anything past the 90s, you've got kind of, things there that you can use from other games anyway to kind of get the data um but i think i put out a poll like in our group of like i think it must have been about 20 people at the time and i think it was mostly like football in the 90s and that one like just scraped by and i think a close second was like 98 99 so it was literally like one year's difference anyway so yeah yeah, we kind of left it to the group to decide and that was the one that we went with in the end there's just something I'm a bit a bit biased because that's like my era of growing up. But we, we we talk about it all the time. How much we love watching football, nineties football, and reminiscing uh, about yeah. the reminisce about the players. It, it it was different then though, wasn't it? Like it was more competitive without the money. And I think 
everyone's seeing that now, like with all the owner situation going on and stuff. Like that's when like football is really kind of run by the fans. Yeah, and uh, especially things like Channel Four hosting Football Italia every weekend as well helped because you were able to watch like well Italian football this foreign country like all these star players that you weren't getting to see every week on match of the day and there was just something like really special about that I thought growing up now obviously it's much more accessible now so like there's not as much of a I don't know what the word would be. There's not as much as a connection, I don't think. To it doesn't feel as special being able to watch a live game now because you can just watch live games all the time. Um, but we're totally digressing away from data versus create and there, mate. <laughs> so you mentioned the '99 2000 database there, which me and Nath have played uh, quite a lot of um, in our Football Manager Chronicle series. I've been Palmer in mine, and Nath's been Aston Villa in his. How, how long does it take putting together? I think it depends. Like, I know when I tried doing a few solo things a couple of years back, because I was set on doing, like, something in the 70s I wanted to do when United got relegated, and it just takes so much time doing something like that individually. So, really, like, hats off to mad scientists who kind of does all that himself. So, that kind of it's kind of the core thing really of the group that we, well, we're a group <laughs> and um, if people want to get involved, like there's no kind of obligations as to you have to do this much work or like you have to be previously like qualified in whatever. Um, it's just a load of people who just want to help one another and put something together. So really like we started that project back in April last year and we got about seven or eight playable leagues and made over like, I think it was over a million changes in three months just because there was like so many people like focusing on different things. Like we said, like somebody said, Oh, I want to make like the Scottish Premier League. So I just turned around to him and says, you know enough about it. And they went, well, yeah, I want Scottish Premier League. He says, well, why don't you make it for us then? So it was just stuff like that. Like if people wanted a league, then they'd either know how to edit or edit, so they'd be in. Or like one guy turned around to me and says, I really want the Romanian league in. And we was like, well, don't think that's <laughs> happening, mate. But I said to him, do you know how to edit? And he went, no. So in the end, I said to him, well, if you want it in, I can't guarantee we can put it in. But if you've got all that information, put it on like Excel or something like that and, uh, and we'll see what we can do. And just from that, we was able to like put in the Romanian league because some guy had like a load of random facts about the Romanian league <laughs> that we could use. That's quality. I've, I've got to we've, say, like, we've, um, we've had a question on Twitter that could relate to that, to be fair. Um, how do you decide which year era you're going to create yourself? For me solo, do you mean? Yeah, I would, I would think so, yeah. He just put that. How do you decide which year era you are going to create? FM Bert on Twitter after that. <laughs> I think if it was just me personally, I think it would just be seasons that I enjoy, like, or yeah. seasons I want to experience. Like, I want to I want to see United playing not in the top flight of English football, so I do, like, 74-75. And one that I tried, and Warrantini can back me up on this, well, I really tried to get the 2009-10 season in, which was the year that Ronaldo 
went to Real Madrid and like Kaka joined him and Alonso and yeah, I just I think for me it's kind of those seasons where my club are doing crap because <laughs> I've not really seen that. So a football man is always a treat for us at the minute. If that's what yep. you're into, <laughs> <laughs> I've managed Sunderland a couple of times, mate. <laughs> I've I've noticed on Twitter, um, it's quite it's quite a nice community. All the the editing community, I've I've noticed that there is a lot of helping each other and promoting each other and stuff like that. Um, I've played the Mad Scientists or six or seven database on FM Twenty. I think you played that as well, didn't you, Dill? Yeah, well, that was mostly enjoyable for me. And you kind of what uh, Ryan same with it was the keen year, wasn't it? Championship. Yeah. yeah. So. Ideal for us to play that. I had fucking Gareth Bale on loan at Sunderland that month. It's just a, a nice thing to do. Good stuff. Um, so along the way, then, like, what kind of setbacks happen when you're trying to put these databases together? The main thing that we probably got with that database, 99 2000, was people just leaving, like the group. So we'd get, I think the big thing was we wanted all of the major leagues in that database. So we kind of said we want like England, Spain, France, Germany, Portugal, Italy, um, the rest, happy days. Um, So quite early on, we got some people who said, well, we're from South America. We want to put Argentina and Brazil in. So fair enough. If you can do it, that's fine. Um, Quite early on, England, Germany, Spain, Italy, they got took. Fair enough. And uh, we constantly were battling with people who wanted to do like leagues that mattered to them. And then ones who just didn't really care about other leagues. Like I tried to recruit. I went into a football manager, France Discord. um, And there was thousands of French people just like talking to me. And I had to go on Google Translate to see what they were saying every five seconds. (laughs) And uh, I was literally just, and it's bad because I know that not many people like this in the community, but I was spamming this Discord in this French community, just like, I need someone who knows enough about France from that year to help us. And we got a bloke come forward, but within like two weeks, he was just like, no, it's too much time. So when we first released it in July and we were, we were trying right up until like the night before, I think, to put more into France, it just didn't happen. So when the database first got released, people were like getting in touch saying like, why most of the French plays English? Because we hadn't like edited it because the way we edited it was we put in like basic information, which you'd think nationality would be, wouldn't you? And um, we just put in like player names, position, moved on to the next one and like when we was kind of checking it all, we kind of thought, well, we've not checked France well enough. So you had like people like Patrice v- um, Ever and stuff that were like English. So uh, luckily we've changed it all now, but that that's probably the biggest setback. It's kind of finding people who are committed enough to kind of help the group out. I think I played I played the better of the 99-2000. And then when the proper one came out, it was like December, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. um it was July the beta and then another one in December and then the, we've literally only about two weeks ago, like Yabani, the guy who kind of was set on that year, has gone a bit further and put more to it. So it's even uh, it's even yeah. better than December, I think now. I remember I downloaded it in December. I had to leave my laptop on overnight because of like the file was so big. 
and yeah, yeah. left it there. And uh, my, my, my missus had came to stay with me for like the that lockdown from December through January, and I was I was getting up at like six a.m. so I could go and play for a couple of hours before she woke up, so I could play it in peace. <laughs> well, I was literally on my it was my partner's birthday uh, about ten days ago. And like with Twitter blowing up about like the latest database and stuff, I was literally glued to my phone all day. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, it's important. I just got to reply to this message like throughout the whole day. I was just like, I got to reply to this one now. She, she gets sick of it. Um, right. So future projects, which I know you're excited about. There was a big announcement today. Yeah. So like um, that. that's Warrantini's little baby reeler. So he's uh, he's put together using the Mad Scientists 1986, I want to say database, a 1991 um, retro regen database, which uh, kind of comes from the 1992,000 because we wanted to make it so that no matter what retro database, you can still play it um, up to where you are in real life with football. So we kind of did that a little bit last year, but this one's really good because he's managed to find a way and I, I couldn't explain it to you really, but he's managed to find a way to make all of the regen players come through to actually be real life players. So uh, the only letdown is you can't really add a face pack to it because it is like random. You, you don't know yeah. the number you need to put the face to that player until they're actually in the game. Um, but you can play from 1991 up till 2021 with the, uh, with like your favorite team with the players from that team coming through. Well, most of them anyway, most of the ones that most people all know. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely something we're excited about. Oh, that's mad, mate. That's um, quality. So do the, the regions that come through at the proper clubs that would have came through as youth players then in real life? Yeah. Like um, as far as I know, most of it's accurate. And I, th- I think there's a couple of them that like, I think Chris Smalling started off at Fulham, but I think he's at like, Man United just because he didn't play that many games for Fulham so there might be a couple of things because it's only a beta that it's still being worked out but hopefully like you should see those players coming through roughly around the age that they would have done in real life yeah I'm excited to play that one um, Mark Biagoni on Twitter I hope I pronounced that right mate sorry if I didn't and you're listening um, will this be released tonight? And is there a graphics pack to go along with it? I.e., faces. I think <laughs> he's just said that's me on the chat there. Um, <laughs> Sorry for pronouncing your name wrong, mate. <laughs> yeah, Mark. I think we're going to be releasing it. I think Friday or Saturday's the day. Um, those people that watched the first stream for ninety nine two thousand know that I kind of co-hosted it with um, Hibernian TV's commentator, which was pretty cool. Um, so I'm just waiting for him to let me know if he's free Friday night at eight o'clock. And if he is, then we'll stream it and release it straight after the stream. And um, the graphics are, well, they're coming along slowly. Um, we've got some people trying to put together graphics for 1991. Um, but if you want the regen graphics, it will probably be a case of here's a list of like players with the name and you'll have to kind of make that go into the game yourself but i'll put out a video near the time for people to see how to do that quality quality um and what was the other one you've been helped promote there's an, the other database the 76 77 one yeah so um that's one that kind of comes from outside the group 
so Warrantini's kind of been with us since it all began. But this one, just interestingly, interestingly, one day I got this uh, guy messaged me saying, uh, I've got a database. I think is uh, the FM, trying to remember his name now. It's like FM Retro Databases or something. And uh, he just sent me a few screenshots of this 76, 77 database. And I says, look, if you want us to promote it for you, because he only had about 50 followers, I says, we can promote it and offer you support through the group. And he's kind of tagged into the group now. So that's kind of what I hope the group can be, that if somebody wants to make a solo project and they've got far enough into it, but they think, you know, I could do with a hand now, then we can put them into the group and get them talking to people that can help. So what we've done for him, because I know he's done doing a lot of the plays and staff himself into the game, but we've been able to get somebody in the group who makes kits because he's a graphic designer to put kits into it. And uh, I've been able to find somebody for him that can basically make all of like the old like competitions. So he was like saying to me, like, have you got the Intertoto Cup? Like, and that, that's before my time. But I was like, if that was around then, that's what we'll get in. So, uh, so yeah, we've got all like all the old school competitions in for him because he didn't know where to get all that kind of information from. That's great, man. Um, yeah, right. So, if if that's it on databases for now, we can move on to the quiz. Unless there's anything else you want to say on it, Ryan? No, I think that covers everything, mate. Spot on. So over over to Dylan now. <laughs> right, lads. Quizzes. Ten questions um, around the 1990-2000 season. Uh, we chose that just because of the database you made. And if you follow our podcast, then Jay and Nate have been playing that database on the Chronicles. Um, so we'll just fire in. Uh, if yeah, you've got a pen and paper, obviously people listen as well. Fire in, tell us how many you get. Some people might find it really easy. Uh, sometimes Jay and Nate complain it's for being too hard. But <laughs> Seen, uh, I think it was one of the last ones that you did on uh, on the team near you. And no one had a clue, like the players that have played in like the Premier. Oh, who'd played for Carlisle in the oh, Premier League? That that was horrible. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was a really hard one. That. Uh, but nah, this I think this one's a bit easier than that, to be honest. But uh, one to ten, Bill. Yeah, ten questions, and then a tiebreaker if it's all tied at the end. Cool. Play along and all if you if you're watching us live. <laughs> Basically, if you Someone's want just... to play along, if you've got a pen and paper, yeah, um, just make a list. Number it: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Dill will read out the questions. We'll answer as we go. Then we'll go through the correct answers at the end. Yeah. So don't put any answers in the chat so the lads can steal them. Pretty much. Just, yeah. Just I, no answers. Final in result in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we'll go off with question one, uh, number one. At the end of the 99-2000 season, which three clubs were relegated from the Premier League? You have to get all three to get a point. So which three clubs relegated from the Premier League? Ooh. Oh, shit. Oh. That's a hard one. I've got two straight away, but I'm, <laughs> I'm stuck between who the other two could be. <laughs> um. Nah, I've got it. 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 You have got it. Yes, got it. Right, number two. Who was Man United's top goal scorer that year? 
the all comps or the league? Uh, league, league goals. <laughs> oh, you yeah, choose from, to be fair. Right. It's got to be one of them two, surely. Could be one of them four, to be fair. Yeah, mm. I know. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three. If you've been uh, following our Football Manager Chronicles, you'll know Nathan is manager of Aston Villa. So I want to know, in the summer signing window, who was Aston Villa's most expensive signing? Oh, uh... <laughs> not Nate's most expensive signing because that could be any, not that could be anyone, but in real life, he was Aston Villa's most expensive signing. Ninety thousand. I think I've got it. Yeah. Uh, number four. During this season, uh, where was John Terry on loan at from Chelsea? It's one of the things you remember just from looking at players' career history on Football Manager, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five, we'll switch it up a bit. Who won the Copa del Rey that season? Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> My beloved Depor won the league. <laughs> but who won the Copa del Rey? I'm just trying to go off memory here from the season before. I can't. I'm just taking a stab in the dark. <laughs> All right, number six. Uh, this might be unfair to you two, Ryan and Nerf, but if you've been following our Football Manager Chronicles, you will know Jamie's Jamie's dream is to sign Ronaldinho from Gremio to Parma. So I want to know, in that season, how many goals did Ronaldinho score for Gremio? What a question. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a real long look at my end of season quiz now. Probably more goals uh, in real life than he did in the actual game because most of the people that we put in do rubbish in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Dion Dublin. Yeah, Dion Dublin is phenomenal in that Number seven. My beloved Deportiva, La Coruña, like I mentioned, won La Liga that year. But where did Real Madrid finish? Number eight, who finished top scorer in Serie A that season? Oh, um, no. got a billion to choose from there. Mm. Nine, nine, two thousand, nine, nine, two thousand. Yeah. Oh, no. 
certain veteran striker who was top scorer around that time. I can't, I can't remember if it was this season or not. Yeah, that's what I've got in my head as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm just going with it. I'm going with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going with it. I don't think I'm wrong, but I'll go with it. Right, so for, for this one, question nine. I just want a round number. Don't have to be bang on. I just want a round number. How many copies did Championship Manager 1999-2000 sell in its first week of sell it of sales? I swear I just had this question for a blog that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a round number? <laughs> so just to the... Can't just, be that. Just to the thousands. There you go. Who... How many copies did Championship Manager 1990 to 2000 sell in its first week? And for that one, I'll give the closest the point as well. I'm just pure, that mine's a pure guess. <laughs> I would expect they should all be a pure guess, to be fair. <laughs> oh, yeah, but like, <laughs> I, I think I've gone over the top, to be fair. <laughs> Finally, question 10. Who won the 2000 Copper Libertadores? Just oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're top of my head. Oh, shit. Oh, no. It's between two teams. Yeah. All right, I'm done the bloody Club World Cup episode like the other week. <laughs> he won the 2000 Copper Libertadores. All right. I've got that. I've got that down. I think. I hope. <laughs> Right, you want any more questions read through, lads, or are you just ready to go for the answers? I'm happy to go through the answers. Yeah. yeah. Right, well, we'll do how we normally do it. I'll say the question, and all three of you say what you got, and I'll tell you who's right. So, which three clubs were relegated from the Premier League in the 1990 season? Chef yeah. Wed. Oh, sorry, wrong line. Chef Wed. Who else? Wimbledon. Uh, Watford. Yeah, that's a three. Watford, Wimbledon, Sheffield. Oh, get you! Yeah, you get a, one. Did you get a point <laughs> per team? No, you get one point. You have, you have to get all three to get them. Did everyone get all three? I, I put yep. Bradford down the stayed up on the last game of the season, didn't they? They did. Oh, you, you beat Liverpool, you they were all scored. Yeah. Nah. Wayne, Wayne Bridge got a free oh, kick for Southampton against Wimbledon that day as well. I can't believe it. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, number two, who was Man United's top goal scorer that year? I wrote Dwight York. Yeah, Dwight York. Dwight York. Yeah, Dwight York in the league. Uh, 19 goals. Uh, no, 20 goals. Andy Cole had 19. Plus. Uh, number three, who was Villa's most expensive signing that summer? I've put Paul, I put Paul Merson. Merce Carboni. Uh, David James. Uh, no, but you are right, Mark, in the chat. It's George Boateng. Oh, I know. David, David James was second. George Boateng? <laughs> yeah, uh, number four, who was John Terry on loan at in the year 2000? Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Oh, it's good, this one. Everyone's getting questions, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number five, who won the Copa del Rey that season? Atletico Madrid. 
put Espanol. I put Valencia. Jamie takes it. Espanol. Doubt. Oh. Atletico Madrid got relegated that, that year. Bradford shout. What a nerd. Atletico got relegated that year, yeah. <laughs> oh, they did. Batiste did as well. Mm. Uh, in nineteen ninety nine, how many goals did Ronaldinho score for Gremio in the season? I put seven. Twelve. I put twenty-eight. <laughs> uh, do I be nice and give a point for the closest? I, if it's me. Yeah. Yeah, if it's me. <laughs> Nathan Cupid text it was twenty-two in forty-seven Get games. In. Oh bloody hell! What's the Honduras? Depo and Liga, where did Real Madrid finish? I put third. Fifth. Ryan takes it with fifth. Yes. Nice. I like it. Only qualified for the Champions League because of winning it. Yeah, I thought there'd have been some form of stipulation like that in there. Like, uh, they, uh, they sacked John Toshrak, didn't they, and replaced him with Del Bosque that year. Yeah. They did, because I applied for the job on the date, but... <laughs> <laughs> Who was top scorer in Serie A? Oliver Bierhoff. Shevchenko. Crespo. Ah, Jamie knows his stuff. Shevchenko. 24 I goals. I wanted to put Shev. Nearly said Dario Hubner. Mark, absolutely love you for putting Batistuta. You clearly know that we love him. <laughs> <laughs> How many copies did the CM99-2000 sell in the first week? Closest gets it. 80,000. 750,000, I put. 300,000? I put 750. 750. What did you put, Ryan? 300,000. Yeah? I just said 80. 80,000. You used two shot your load. Nave text it. It only sold 27,000 copies in the first week. Oh, geez. Cultured swines back then. <laughs> <laughs> I best update that blog then. <laughs> uh, and number 10, who won the 2000 Copper Libertadores? Vasco da Gama. Vasco da Gama. Uh, so we have a tie. We have we have a tie, which will lose the tiebreaker. But what was unfortunately, Mr. Jamie Jackson, you're out. What? Oh no! If Boca Juniors won the 2000 Libertadores. Yes. <laughs> oh. Bye, Jamie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so Nathan Ryan got five each. Right, well, so he's going to hate this. The quizzes lately. The closest wins, so I'll need to use maths to work out unless it's pretty obvious. Man United, Lazio, and Deportivo La Coruña won their leagues that year. Oh, oh geez. But I want the combined goal difference from the three clubs. <laughs> Why? How's that even a question? Because <laughs> I'm a dick. <laughs> Why? Did you, like from that season, ninety nine two thousand. Well, well, York and Cole had got, yeah. So then, oh no! You just got to go for it, mate, and yeah. hope for the best. You've got to put a number, yeah. yeah I think Mazlatt just learnt swear words in the chat for everyone else. Sound. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Right, yeah, uh, we'll just do that. All right. 
No, he's gone. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Both got number, lads. Yeah. Uh, what we having? Ryan, you can say first, mate. 194. 194. You put Nerf? 238. 238? Yeah. How many goals do you think these clubs scored? <laughs> Ryan takes it. The closest, yeah. even though he's a mile off, it was 105. Oh, jeez. Goal difference. My United goal difference 52. Lazio was 31. Depos was at low 22. To be fair, I based that on a goal scored. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear the goal difference bit. Yeah. yeah, I was just like York, Sheringham, Cole, and Solskjaer. That's at least hundred there. Definitely, we like the lowest ever La Liga points, and yeah. Lazio in the defensive league in the world. So yeah, I did, yeah, that thought never crossed my mind. So Ryan Texit six five four on the quiz. Well done, mate. Nice. You're going to a a league of not many guests to win a quiz. An elite pool. And then yeah. all of guests that have now won a quiz. <laughs> right. So that's well, my quiz done. Quiz over. Thanks, Dill. Um, so we normally end with guests picking a 1 to 11 of their favourite players from the club they support. Um, but we've kept it with a football manager kind of theme for Ryan. And we've asked him to give us a 1 to 11, any formation of players that have served him well on previous football manager saves. Um, we've done it in the past. I can't remember what episode that was. It was a while ago where we first done a Chapman Football Manager episode and me and Nath picked picked ours. So, come on in, Ryan. Give, give us your formation. So, let's just check. It's a 4-4-2. Four, four, just Yeah, I'm just uh, traditional. <laughs> and uh, do you want me to start with who's in goal? Yeah, well, mate. Before we start, we'll just say there's no regens, no new gens. It's all just players that we that we may, that we may know. So, yeah, fire on. So fire I'm got I'm got to butcher the names because some of them are, I've never ever like seen in real life or anything or heard on commentary. But the the good lads and the first one I'm butchering is Wilmero Alcho, uh, Mexican goalkeeper, and uh, yeah, I picked him. Because pretty much there was a like three-year spell or something in real life where United were linked with him replacing Van der Sar. So he was the number one target coming in to replace Van der Sar on Football Manager. And uh, like there was just something about him because he had that big kind of Afro-like hair. I just thought, like, surely that Afro counts for kind of saving some like goals and keeping some clean sheets along the way. And yeah, I used to set him on my penalties bit like that Brazilian goalkeeper who was like on the penalties and he just turned out to be a bit of a brilliant penalty taker for me. Yeah, that mint, yeah, that mint World Cup in real life did not and he just went, if it's the same one I'm thinking about. Yeah. Guilherme Ochoa, like the, yeah. the 2014 the World Cup. Uh, yeah, it was phenomenal. Because I, I had, when um, we all played for the same Sunday League team at the time and he was a free agent after that World Cup. I knew this and I had coming. a dream that we signed him <laughs> and Kev, Kev, our regular number one in my dream, like kicked off because we were replacing him with, with Guillermo Ochoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What version of the game was that? Uh, that uh, was pretty much was from like? 2010 to like 2013, 14. And then after that, I just like gave up on him because he got a bit crap then. So that's probably when you guys started <laughs> wanting him. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, mate. Um, right back. Um, Antonio Valencia. Uh, just, yeah, I think kind of the same kind of thing. Like, he was brilliant with United in real life. So, I just couldn't sell him. So, he, he was one that literally, like, I'd go into the database before and like make him 20 years old again, just so I could keep him at the club for longer than he actually like <laughs> was in real life. So, uh, yeah. Oh, fair play. Um, left back. Uh, left back. I've got, uh, I've called, I've called him Luke, uh, Luke Shawberto Shaw. Uh, now think of a world where a certain Brazilian left-footed free-kick specialist plays at Manchester United, is English, and his name's Luke Shaw. <laughs> so uh, my free-kick specialist was uh, Shawberto Shaw. <laughs> was, um, what version of the game was that on? Or is that, again, just a series of them? No, that that's that's a few that I, I think I've kind of gone past the point of him actually being good at free kicks now and I'm just like calling him Shawberto Carlos. <laughs> Fair enough. Um you sent a back pairing. Uh I've got Ben Godfrey. Um he would compare to being a bit like Rio Ferdinand. So again, I'm straight on that United hype and brought him in. And uh Mauricio Lemos, and uh, I don't know if you've seen what I'd sent on Twitter earlier to you that I've gave him the nickname The Lemon. Um, All right, yeah. <laughs> so he, I called him The Lemon, and I, I just love setting nicknames from somewhere on Twitter. There's like a United team where I've got where every player's got a nickname. But I called him The Lemon because he's like six foot four, he's a big chap, so he's big and around like a lemon. He's got a last name that sounds a bit like a lemon. And I just imagined him being a bit of a brick shit house. <laughs> Mind where you signed him from? Um, that was Los Palmas in La Liga, I think it was. I think that was about Football Manager 2018. Don't know if he's still down there now, but a couple of years ago, he was an absolute beast on the game. With Godfrey, I think it's like the last three databases I'm at um, Norwich have always had like an abundance of unreal talent. Like the, yeah. the full box, like even yeah. on, the, on this new one, if they went down, you'd bid for the player and they'd still want like 40 mil. Yeah, because it was like Max Aaron's, wasn't it? And Ben yeah. Godfrey and stuff like that. And Jamal Lewis, he's like the latest one that seems yeah. to be like overpowered. They're all absolutely quality on it. All right, moving into midfield, then, mate. Um, who have you got on the right hand side? I've got Memphis to pie. Um, like, literally, like the theme of this team is like. United players or people that probably didn't live up to it in real life that they either didn't sign off, did sign and they did crap for him. Um, and I, I'm actually hoping in real life they bring him back. And every time, like when he was at the club, I'd keep him when we sold him. And then now we've sold him. Like if you manage United, I think there's still like a release clause to like bring him back. So he kind of at the, I think in this edition of the game, like he comes a free agent at the end of the game. So I always like pick him up on a free or, pick him up just before Liverpool try and pinch him or someone. <laughs> uh, he's a free agent at the end of this season. I think he's uh, leaving Leon because we spoke about him last week when we were all recordings. I, I really liked him. I, I was quite good. It didn't work out. I'm Man United for him in real life, to be fair. He, he has the talent. Like, I don't know. I think it was just inconsistency. Like, He didn't really get a string of games like going together. He put on a bit of weight and then like that with Van Gaal and I just think 
defensive football. Van Gaal didn't like someone that ran forward with a football. Yeah. Left midfield. Uh, Callum Gribben. So I used to pick him up when he was like a 16, 17, 18 year old lad that just something about him. He, again, free kick specialist, penalty specialist. And most of the time he was like my sub, but I just bring him on like five minutes to go. Don't know what it was about how I'd set out the team, but we'd get a free kick and he'd just score every free kick. Like it was just a piece of piss. So uh, he makes a place on team just for being able to come off the bench and score. Central midfield pairing. Coop Miners. Uh, he's kind of Maroy Keane and quite a few people I know in this year's football manager pick up Coop Miners and uh, Ravel Morrison, someone who kind of never really got that chance, but in game, he's got that little bit of flair that you need. Mm. Cool. Um, and up front there? I'll have to explain my second choice. Uh, first choice, James Wilson. He's a uh, it's just, yeah, another one that never really made it at United. And I can remember there was a save where I took over, I think it was November time, FM 17, I want to say, as Paul Scholes at Aston Villa. Because I always, I don't know about you guys, but I always have to be a real life like football player that's not in the database as a manager. <laughs> oh, I, can't, I might be stealing that now, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. That's like, for good. For some reason, Paul Scholes wasn't in the database or or I went in the database and took him out because I just thought, what would it be like if Paul Scholes was a manager? So took him to Aston Villa and was like 18th, brought in James Wilson in January and he scored something stupid, like 32 goals in like 24 games and we finished like fourth and was in the Champions League. So he's my first one. And the second one, like, I don't know about you guys, but I know a player that's gone on to kind of like make it a non-league football called Wes York um, and he used to play for my local team and just blistering pace technique and he used to play down like the local park where I'd be so there's just something about if you know someone who's made it in football that's on football manager it's like oh like you're on football <laughs> manager like oh you can sign <laughs> you and this and no matter which club you're at like I have to sign him just to say like, oh, I've got my mate like on the game. <laughs> so a bit sad, but like, I don't know. You, you know, you've made it if you're on football manager, don't you? Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, I guess we've had on recently, uh, Scott, he was a Celtic fan. He's, he's just got a job as a manager for Queen of the South under 18. So oh, we're wow. uh, hoping that he's uh, going to be on, on next season's. Keep winding him up <laughs> saying he's going to be on. <laughs> Make him your assistant manager. Ah, he's going to be coach at like Real Madrid and Finn, man. <laughs> I don't care, what, I don't care if his stats are like three for like yeah. promoting development or all. Just he's gone straight in the stuff. Just, just going to spam him with screenshots of different <laughs> jobs. Going to give him. <laughs> well, there was a story, weren't there? I don't know if you've seen it about Andros Townsend, like his like girlfriend or something, like was snooping on Twitter to see what he was like doing while he was at training one day, and it like came up saying, "Oh." Andros Townsend like skipped training's got like a one week fine and it turned out like it was a screenshot someone took from Football Manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's outstanding. So you got to do that for him and say, look, you got the Real Madrid job, mate. <laughs> um, and out of all these um, managers that you've you, that you've been in in your time, if you're giving them 
people in a game that on the database if you've got a favorite that you've been yeah it's it's weird like i've had my paul skulls ryan Giggs, all like united legends but my favorite one i, I even one year i even found a picture of my old football coach and cut it out made it one of them like nice trimmed like faces and put him in it which was weird (laughs) (laughs) my favorite probably um hope powell who was the england women's manager for years before um i think it's paul sampson or something he took over because at the time like this is when i first got into the game like literally i had no imagination and thought well i don't really know enough players to put into it so I just Googled like England women's team manager. And that's back when you could add like female managers. So I was her, started at QPR, went to Fulham, which is team she apparently played for in real life. Then got offered like the Real Madrid job, went from Real Madrid to Brazil and then finished up at like Accrington Stanley or something mm. stupid like that. So yeah, like that that's the one that stands out, but definitely like, some weird names I've made as managers in the game. Well, that's a whole nother story, that is. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, adds another dimension to it. Um, quickly run for you, 1-11 then, before we uh, before we finish up. So, I've got Aucho in goal, back four, Valencia, Lemos, Godfrey and Shaw, midfield, Depay, Coop Miners, Morrison, Ribbon, and up front, I've got Wes York and James Wilson. Right, Ryan. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. No, it's, it's been a pleasure. It's been, been an absolute pleasure. And you're wel- welcome back anytime. And uh, be sure to <coughs> keep an eye out for those databases that are coming out. Yeah, and uh, I'll make sure that I give you guys a bit of a plug on our page too, because what you're doing is amazing. And uh, keep up the great work. Oh, thank it's you, very much. Really oh, um, before, we, before we sign off, if anybody's new listening to us, um, that's listening on like live. If you could follow our Twitter if you don't already, it's at prawn podcast. And you can follow our Instagram at prawn underscore sandwich. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcasts and just give us a listen. Give us a chance and listen to, to what we do. Um we just we just like talking footballer and uh yeah don't take ourselves too seriously as you as you can see. Um, shout out to our sponsors as well T7 Clothing and the Apple Tree Pub in Carlisle if you're ever up in Carlisle come come to the Apple Tree and have a pint with us Dill's, Dill's the manager there and uh, yeah it's been an absolute blast was a bit nervous about doing it live but thoroughly enjoyed it <laughs> I know <laughs> handled it like a pro mate handled it like a pro it. <laughs> <laughs> can have a drink or two now boys <laughs> yeah right thanks very much guys uh, till next time How's the bacon, did you say? That's his Oh, what a fantastic hit! Roy Keane on Holland. Here's Sancho. Aguero!